Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, I want to talk about both the individual and mass manipulation of people in America and across the world. Now, this particular topic is of the utmost importance because the average person in America or Canada or Europe or wherever, they either don't care, they don't know, or they've been programmed to think that there isn't anything that they can do about things. If you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, God continually talks to his people over and over again, and he never, he never says to his people, there's nothing, unless you take it out of context, of course, but he never says to his people, there's nothing you can do about things. Now, he does say that certain things are going to happen, uh, no matter what people do, but he's careful to distinguish exactly what he means by that. Now, I want to talk about a science. I've been talking about it in my books for quite a while, and that is the technology and the science of mind control and how sophisticated that science has become in terms of controlling individuals and the masses, and not only controlling them, in effect dominating their behavior without their even recognizing it. And when I was doing my research today for the Paul McGuire Report, I just happened to come across some notes uh, and research I had regarding uh, a lady named Christine Lazy Ford, and she was involved in the, uh, she is the lady who uh, was involved in giving her uh, alleged testimony regarding a Supreme Court nomination, uh, Kavanaugh. Now, when the whole world, or a, a huge percentage of the United States, was watching this play out before their very eyes. And um, she made a whole bunch of uh, accusations against Brett Kavanaugh. And I happened to uh, catch some of her early statements. And what caught my attention was the fact that it was obvious that she was trained. Now, she wouldn't, and her colleagues wouldn't come right out and say that. Uh, they were involved in scientific mind control and hypnosis and hypnotic programming, etc. They wouldn't say those words out loud, but that is, in effect, what they're doing. Whether they choose to call it a science or not, it's not really a science. It's more of what you would call social engineering, hypnotic programming, MK Ultra programming and the manipulation of the human mind. And so I was looking at my research, and it turned out that she co-authored a science research paper that involves her carrying out mass hypnotic inductions of psychiatric subjects as part of a mind control program that cites methods to create artificial situations. Now, that's, of course, that's the gobbledygook language of contemporary science and technology. But when you decode that, that verbiage, when you decode the 
the, the baggage uh, of unnecessary scientific jargon designed to obscure the, the plain and simple facts of what she was involved in. When you decode it, it becomes very uh, lucid and clear. So let's just decode what she was involved in, because this is just the tip of the iceberg. So we know that she was involved in heavy-duty research uh, in which they were experimenting and researching, carrying out mass hypnotic inductions of psychiatric subjects. So on a mass level, we don't know what that means, thousands, hundreds, tens of thousands. We don't know what that means. But a considerable number of people were being subjected to mind control programming of one sort of another. And then in this environment, the so-called scientific environment, these psychiatric subjects uh, were involved in hypnotic situations that utilized what they called to create artificial situations. Okay, so what is creating an artificial situation? Creating an artificial situation is nothing more than creating an artificial reality. So let's say that one day you wake up and, and formally, you know, you can't quite remember when, but you keep having flashes from your memory of a time in your life where you wore a suit or a dress and you drive a car and you had a job and you, you talked and functioned and walked like a human being. So your memories keep popping up of you as an individual and what you keep flashing back on is you as a human being. But today, now we're using a parable here, but today you wake up and you believe this particular morning that you are no longer a human being, that those memories have been so, so, so uh, somewhat f falsified, and you don't believe that you're a human being any longer. You believe that you are a duck. And so you start to walk like a duck in your house. There's no need for clothes because ducks don't wear clothes. So you begin to walk like a duck, think like a duck, and then you begin to squawk and make noises like a duck. You know, ducks make those really, I'm not a big duck fan, <laughs> but ducks make obnoxious noises. So all of a sudden, you're conducting yourself identity-wise, as if you were a duck. Now, what, what, what went on? Because, really, this is a parable that's relating to a similar phenomenon. We have some people who believe that they're human, have memories of being human beings, and then one day they wake up and they believe in the core of their identity. They believe that they are ducks. Okay, so there's a similarity here. because. What this lady was involved in, let's just look at some of the scientific jargon, scientific vocabulary of, because the scientific jargon that she was involved in, it exposes the nature and the agenda of her scientific research. And what was her scientific research? It was in the, the area of mind control research. Now, of course, they very rarely call it mind control research, but that was the particular area 
that she was researching and experimenting in. And her research was funded by big-time foundations. And I'm not going to name the foundations for legal reasons, but these are some of the heavy-hitting foundations in America and the world. They have hundreds of millions of dollars to invest in all kinds of things. So one of the foundations that bankrolled her research was linked to what they call, quote, computational psychosomatics, neurohijacking. What do you think neurohijacking is? It's when scientists or governments or whatever can hijack, can hijack the human mind, a child or an adult. They have the capacity now. This isn't science fiction. This is present-day reality. They have the scientific knowledge to hijack somebody's mind from an external location, whether through EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, hypnotic commands. There's an entire spectrum of technologies and sciences that are capable of what they call neuro-hijacking people's minds or neurologically hijacking people's minds. And that is really the takeover of somebody's mind, somebody's identity, somebody's belief system, and somebody's will. Now, in addition to that, uh, all these psychiatric subjects became part of a mind control program that cites methods, techniques, scientific techniques, in which they created artificial situations. So when they create an artificial situation, and you add to that hypnosis, scientific mind control, meditation, brainwashing, and you go down the list, then you are capable of taking somebody via hijacking their mind. You take somebody out of the real world, and you implant them into some kind of fantasy world or virtual reality world for a hidden agenda or a hidden purpose. Probably the biggest hidden agenda or, or hidden purpose would be uh, totalitarian control over, over a nation. So, um, researchers found when they started to check up on Christine Blasey Ford and uh, articles and papers she wrote and research programs she was attached to, she was attached to all kinds of mind control programs at Stanford University, which some people allege, and when you read the research, it's not too hard to allege this, So, but some people allege that these programs at Stanford are really run by the CIA, and that Stanford University, where, where Ford works, runs a CIA undergraduate internship program which is described in full at this uh, Stanford.edu recruitment page for the CIA. And the Stanford recruitment page for the CIA explains, quote, you will be given the opportunity to work with, and it goes then into a whole series of, uh, uh, you'll be given an opportunity to work with, you know, leading professors and uh, um, 
you'll be able to experiment with the latest techniques in mind control. And uh, you will study and experiment with mass hypnosis and mind control on psychiatric subjects under the banner of psychoeducation, which is covered uh, more in detail below. Okay, so let's take this, this verbiage again. Whether you realize it or not, you, the people you know, your children, your grandchildren, uh, your, your participation in a university or a high school or a college or the educational system, a great deal of that falls under the umbrella of psychoeducation. Psychoeducation is just a fancy name for psychological education or psychological brainwashing that takes place via some kind of educational uh, development. So the purpose of a lot of educational development has nothing to do with uh, education or learning or facts per se. A great deal of, of what is called education today, a great deal of it is in reality psychoeducation. Because the primary purpose is brainwashing, mind control programming, et cetera, et cetera. That is the primary purpose. Now, as I look down on this article, Ford was involved in, in all of these uh, programs and research studies that involved meditation with yoga, group therapy with hypnosis, and psychoeducation for long term depressed mood. And they have some really big shot professors and uh, educators and psychologists. And uh, one just happens to be Christine Blasey Ford. So very, very interesting. Now, why is that important? It's important because she claimed that she participated in some kind of regressive hypnotic technique that allowed her to uncover her, her submerged or buried memories, and she accused the, the Supreme Court nominee of joining some other guys in some kind of, some kind of, a, of a rape or sexual abuse. But, but her ability to remember it, she could only remember it when she was put under a hypnotic state. And, and the, the, the other thing to realize about her research, a great deal of her research is uncovering things that you forgot by placing people in a hypnotic state or putting them in a hypnotic state. And while they're in a hypnotic state, implanting in them artificial memories, artificial memories. And this is where it gets scary and mind blowing. So artificial memories and uh, the creation of um, neurological artificial events where they can hijack the minds of people neurologically. And after they hijack your mind neurologically, they can implant or program you hypnotically to believe, well, to believe that you're a duck or, or whatever they want to whatever they want to do in terms of programming you. Now, this is the critical thing. When you tear apart this article, which I did, and by the way, in my books, 
I digest and break down and simplify, you know, all this gobbledygook psychobabble. I simplify it for you in my books, like Power from on High. Why? You say, well, what qualifies you to do that? I get that question all the time. Well, when I was in college or university, I majored in altered states of consciousness, where we studied these type of subjects. Now, they weren't named so offensively, but in the field of altered states of consciousness, we, we began to walk down the path or through the doorway of these advanced psychological uh, manipulative uh, techniques. Okay, so this woman is an expert at creating artificial situations. Now, I guarantee you that during your lifetime, whether it was on-the-job training, whether it was mandatory courses you had to take, whether it was lifelong educational uh, programs you had to participate in, whether it was mandatory educational programs you had to participate in, all of those questionable categories were a stealth means of putting you in an environment where hypnotically you would be participating in methods designed to create artificial situations. It's like right out of a science fiction movie. And notice the connection to the CIA. Okay. So, um, a university professor named Margaret Cleveland discovered this when she did a lot of research on Ford, and, and it began to spread across social media and the Internet. And uh, in one of Christine Ford Blasey's research article, going back to 2008, it included a study in which participants were taught self-hypnosis and noted hypnosis is used to retrieve important memories and create artificial situations. Okay, so, so many of you know exactly what I'm talking about, and, and I salute you. But I guarantee you that the majority of people that you know and interact with, I don't care what advanced degrees they have, but the majority of people that you know and interact with, people that impact and program your children, by the way, the majority of the people that you interact with would not, including teachers, including educators, would not be able to give you a, a definition of what this term means taught self-hypnosis, uh, and noted hypnosis is used to retrieve important memories and create artificial situations. Okay, once again, when we leave the world of Alice in Wonderland, when we climb back out of the rabbit hole, and by the way, if you want to climb back out of the rabbit hole, because many of you know people who have fallen deep, deep down into the rabbit hole, if you want to climb out of the rabbit hole, I suggest you read my book, Power from on High, The Greatest Battle, and some of the other books at paulmcguire.us. We have a huge discount right now, and you need to, to get a hold of this because knowledge is power. Okay, so she, she taught self-hypnosis, and it was noted that 
Hypnosis is, is used to retrieve important memories. Okay, so hypnosis is used to, crea to create or retrieve important memories. But here's the winner. Okay, here's the slam dunk. The second part of the sentence says, and create artificial situations. If you're using hypnosis to create artificial situations, you are using hypnosis to create artificial memories, artificial experiences, virtual memories, virtual experiences. In other words, you are creating and constructing an inner world based and built on hypnotic techniques in which you create artificial or virtual or fantasy situations, but now you have absolutely convinced yourself through hypnotic techniques that they weren't fantasies, they weren't virtual realities. You have convinced yourself through hypnosis that they were 100% real and valid life experiences that you actually lived through. And this study that she was involved in uh, was published in the Journal of Clinical Psychology. And uh, the study was funded by the Mental Insight Foundation and was overseen by Dr. Lisa Butler of the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at the Stanford University School of Medicine. And then as you dive deeper into, into studying her background, and that's what I like to do, I like to take a deep dive because the deep dive will take you past the superficial, and the deep dive will take you into the realm of truth, because knowledge is power. If you don't have knowledge, if you just have ignorance, you're going to be a slave in life. You're going to be manipulated. You're going to be somebody else's fool. Okay, so... Um, this Mental Insight Foundation funded a study on interoception. They love these words. You know why they love these words? Because these overcomplicated vocabulary words conceal and hide, like camouflage. They conceal and hide the fact that there's an enemy, that you have an enemy closing in on you, and you can't see the enemy. You, you don't uh, observe the enemy because the enemy is disguised. That's what this is all about. Now, the other thing, and this is critical to know, the mass media in America and the world right now, especially in America, um, is under the power of very sophisticated mind control deployed on a nationwide scale. And this underscores the realization that the entire purpose, now this should really cause you to turn the, the light switch on in your brain, the entire purpose of the establishment media, the people you love and think are so funny and cute, is not to inform people, but to influence minds. In other words, the purpose of the mass media is to present to you a diversion, entertainment, and to divert you from the facts and from the truth. The purpose of the establishment media is not to inform you or to educate you. 
but it is to influence minds. So you are deliberately thrown down the rabbit hole, like Alice in Wonderland. Now, let's decode some of this mumbo-jumbo, which probably the best approach in dealing with these academic fields is to to, uh, rename them, rebrand them more truthfully. So instead of using their verbiage, which which just puts you into the world of psychological mumbo-jumbo, let's let's decode the word that they invented, by the way, interoception. Interoception refers to the process by which the nervous system senses, interprets, excuse me, I've got a lot of research here, senses, interprets, an entire spectrum in your nervous system that um, connects and makes mass hypnosis and mind control possible under the banner of psychoeducation. Okay, so let's let's dive deeper and dig deeper because this is going to take you. You know, I know some of you got up and you you want to be off to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. But I'm not interested in going to Oz, and I'm not interested in seeing some stupid wizard. I want the truth. I think you do, too. Okay. So, interoception um, plays an integral role in emotional experience, like like any traumatic event, self-regulation, decision-making, and consciousness. Importantly, interoception is not limited to conscious perception or even unique to the human species. What always amuses me about, and there's a picture of her here, what always amuses me about these self-important, there's a a Bible verse, verse which says, professing to be wise men, they are as fools. These people are fools. (laughs) They just dress up their their foolishness with, with overly complicated verbiage. Okay, while interoception research to date has typically focused on single organ systems like your eyeball, an expanded approach that assesses multiple interoceptive organ systems and or elements is needed. Examples include targeting numerous interoceptive features simultaneously and employing different tasks that converge on the same feature, combining top-down assessments of the interoceptive attention with bottom-up perturbation and approaches in the same individual. And then there's a chart of the neurological system. And again, as we dive deeper, what do we find? We find that the purpose of these modern cutting-edge sciences are the hidden agenda is mind control. So who's behind this? Who's financing this? Who's in control of this? According to this article, this research seeks to find ways to control the mind through biological interventions by exploiting, exploiting the roadmap of biology slash neurolinks. When the full map of how the mind interprets internal biological is understood, 
It allows a kind of reverse engineering of the mind through interventions in the human subject. If this sounds familiar, recall the recent revelations about the projections of inner voices through sub-audible frequencies that can easily plant voices or even emotional moods into the minds of targeted subjects. So what you have to understand is that this science and technology has been weaponized. And whether you can audibly hear it or not, um, it is possible using EMF technology to project inner voices in, in a person's head through sub-audible frequencies. Sub-audible frequencies are those frequencies on the electromagnetic frequency spectrum which are not uh, uh, discernible but to the human ear. This is what happened in Cuba when U.S. embassy workers in Cuba, not that long ago, were attacked by secret sonic weapons that were widely reported in the media. And they were being given commands and hypnotic programming that they could not audibly hear in their, in their biological brain, but they could clearly hear it in their subconscious mind. And some of these U.S. Embassy workers were under attack by these Cuban uh, psychiatrists who were weaponizing EMF frequencies. Some felt vibrations and heard sounds, loud ringing, or high-pitched chirping similar to crickets or certain insects. Okay, so we know this technology exists. Now, why? Why would, would somebody be involved in this? What does this mean for you and me? What it means is, it means that you and I have now entered a futuristic world, the world of Aldous Huxley in Brave New World, the world of George Orwell in 1984. We have now moved from the world of the past and we have entered the doors of the future where scientific mind control and technology rules and controls the masses. But, but we live in America, a free nation. We have a constitution and a Bill of Rights. Or do we? What good is a Bill of Rights and a constitution if potentially there are agencies, individuals, groups, and enemies that target people who want to exercise their freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of the press, their right to believe and worship in God, their right to believe in the traditional family, their, their right to uh, exercise freedoms, and their right to believe in a Judeo-Christian or a biblical worldview. Because you see, once you introduce these stealth technologies into society, into uh, the population of adults and, and older adults, into the population of teenagers and pre-teenagers, once you have introduced these stealth technologies, what you've done is you've circumvented or you've done an end run around your God-given constitutional rights like the Bill of Rights. You've done an end run around that. And to, to, to put it blunt, 
you have allowed the enemies of God, the enemies of freedom, the enemies of the Constitution, the enemies of the Bill of Rights, you have a, because you have chosen to be apathetic and ignorant, because you have chosen, I'm not speaking of you per se, I'm speaking of the generalized category of people who claim to be Christians or claim to be conservatives or who claim to believe in the Constitution. All of that is, sorry for being blunt, but all of that is flushed down the toilet when you allow a stealth takeover via secret technologies and secret scientific mind control programs, when you allow those things to run rampant and control our politicians, to control our media, and to control our educational system, you have then allowed America to be destroyed. You have given over the keys to the front door and allowed America to be transformed into a totalitarian nation like Cuba or Russia or China, etc. It's not funny. It's not a game. The reason it's not funny and it's not a game is collectively all these decisions, all these technologies, all these sciences are going to have the step-by-step net effect of bringing you, me, our children, our grandchildren, the people we know, our fellow Americans, our fellow Christians, all those who believe in the Bible, step by step, inch by inch, incrementally, this is how nations enter into a totally controlling, dictatorial, or totalitarian state. And this is what is happening now in America. Here we have Supreme Court hearings, which are a charade, because we have individuals, including politicians from both sides of the political spectrum. Here we have politicians. Here we have the media. Here we have the so-called watchdog groups. Here we have all these groups, and they're all falling asleep, and they're all um, in a daze. And they're all completely AWOL or missing from action as our nation is being taken over um, in, a, in a covert psychological warfare or psyops program that, that your average American can't even bring themselves to believe in its reality. And it's very, very real. But the average American can't bring themselves to believe that this kind of stuff is a reality. They don't want to hear about it. They don't want to know about it. They just want to throw in the towel and give up and hide. But I hate to break this to you, but there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. Where are you going to hide? You got, what, now 40,000 satellites, surveillance satellites, among other things, floating up there in the sky? So, so who's behind all this? Now, this, this is the mother load right here. This is the juggernaut. When we grasp this truth as a fact, and when we know what the facts are, so we can't be dismissed as nuts, then we can bring it all home, and then we can do something about it. I urge you to get my books, Power from on High, The Greatest Battle, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Conquering the Matrix, Get them now while they're discounted at paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. And stand with me. Look, 
Don't kid yourself. If people like me are removed, there's nobody else to blow the trumpet. There's just a handful of people blowing the trumpet. So you either join me or you will join me in some kind of re-educational camp. You think that's paranoia? <laughs> you need to do your homework. This is the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. You are listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. By the way, none of this collides or conflicts with Bible prophecy. God gave us Bible prophecy so that we would know what is going to happen before it is happening. And everything that I just brought up to you, it doesn't conflict with Bible prophecy. This beast system, which the Bible predicts, is rising now. And one of the Bible things the Bible talks about is sorcery, uh, a neurochip implant, a cashless society, and Mystery Babylon, which incorporates the usage of sorcery. But sorcery is just an old-fashioned name for scientific mind control. So who's behind all this? Okay, let's, let's just open the door to who's behind this. You will never hear this in the mainstream media, and you will rarely hear about this in the alternative media. But, but unless you have the knowledge of these things, you don't have a clue about what's happening. And as such, you can't do a thing about it. Now, when I was re reading my research, which, which I put in my books for you, like Power From On High, what I discovered was that Blasey Ford and her uh, cohorts uh, and these corporations um, and um, Rockefeller-funded organizations, this is what I'm reading right now. This will blow your mind. Many of the big pharmaceutical companies financed Blasey Ford's research. Isn't that interesting? Um, okay, such as the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with their global population extermination strategy. Do you understand what's going on? What's going on? Do you, do you, do you really understand? This is my question to you. Do you really, really understand just how evil, just how dark, just how satanic the minds and hearts are? of some of the most powerful people in the world, and that these people will do absolutely anything to maintain and acquire their power. And they're in the process of taking this nation over and planet Earth over through any means necessary. Now, I'm reading my research, and I see, I read about something that I put in my book, Power from on High, and The Greatest Battle. And that is the corporation known as BlackRock. And BlackRock is one of the two biggest corporations, BlackRock and Vanguard, and then State Street is, is competing. But it's primarily BlackRock and Vanguard, which are the two biggest, wealthiest financial 
globalist corporations that there are. And it is BlackRock and Vanguard which control and own everything on the Monopoly board. All the companies, all the investments, all the banks, all the money, all the corporations, all the power, all the media, they're owned by BlackRock and Vanguard. Total global control. Total global control by just two corporations, BlackRock and Vanguard. And some people believe or allege that the CIA-linked investment fund, BlackRock, created by former Commerce Secretary Peter Peterson, is a major shareholder behind Corcept Therapeutics and has also been the prime investor in SunTrust Bank, the successor of National Savings and Trust, where Christine's father, Ralph G. Blasey Jr., served as vice president in charge of financing the agency's undercover operations. Among his many financial beneficiaries was uh, was psychiatry professor Frederick Melgas, who was in charge of establishing MKUltra at the Stanford Medical School. Melgas's area of research was depersonalization and reinvention of personality by introducing a focus on a new future, in short, quote, transformation, as in how a, direction, a directionless David Webb became an objective, targeted Jason Bourne, you know, like in the Bourne identity. They're talking about MKUltra mind control. There's, there's no coincidence that the father of Christine Blasey Ford's uh, husband was also a banker with Lanson and Company. And uh, there's all kinds of connections to the big banks. And then there is the collective desire by these financial mega giants to, again, use psychological warfare to control the world. And this is what's going on. And most people have no idea about the sophistication of what scientific indoctrination is capable of. It's capable of a science fiction-like, totalitarian-like, a scientific dictatorship. What we're looking at, see, this is no surprise to me, and maybe it's no surprise to you. Everything that I just read to you is not a surprise. It doesn't shock me at all. That's why I've incorporated it in my books. The reason it's no shock to me at all is because when I was in third grade, I read Brave New World by Aldous Huxley. And in the book Brave New World by Aldous Huxley, he was a member of the British elite, the globalist elite, the Luciferian elite. In the book by, by Aldous Huxley, Brave New World, he depicted in his sci-fi novel a futuristic society that was totally dominated and controlled by hypnotic programming, by powerful psychiatric drugs. He depicted a, a society that where people were under the influence of scientific mind control, scientific brainwashing, where the family was artificially destroyed and replaced with a kind of hypersexuality. And everything, as, as freaky as it was, everything that was depicted 
in Brave New World has now emerged in American society and society all over the world. There's, you know, yeah, there's different vocabulary words being used here. These cute, you know, psychological babble terms. But what uh, Brave New World depicted is we live, wake up, smell the coffee, and recognize, especially as Christians trying to raise parents, we now live in a brave new world. And this brave new world, the end game, you got to understand the end game. If you don't understand the end game, you're going to lose big time. And right now, Christians are sound asleep and in a hypnotic trance, if you will. The end game is this. It's not a secret. It was in Brave New World and the other books that I read in third grade. But also, I'm reading, just like you're, you're reading, that you know I've been writing about the New World Order for 30 years. Go back and get some of my books. I've been writing about the New World Order for a long, long time. And basically being called a conspiracy theorist for daring to suggest that there's a New World Order. Of course there's a New World Order. You'd have to be a flat-out moron to deny it. So this is the end game. Our planet is moving into a new world order. The first trial run of the new world order, as I talk about in my book, Conquering the Matrix, the first trial run of this new world order is depicted in the, in, in the book of Genesis, where it talks about Babylon at the time of the Tower of Babel. And Ancient Babylon was the world's first new world war, new world order. Ancient Babylon was the world's first one world government, one world religion, and one world economic system. That Babylonian new world order, also known as Mystery Babylon, was the first new world order, and it created the satanic religion that's still with us. And primarily, secretly behind the scenes, it's the satanic religion known as Mystery Babylon, which is running and ruling our world. That's why when you go to Washington, D.C., you know, there's a lot of mumbo-jumbo lip service talk about Christians and loving God and let's pray. There's a lot of lip service mumbo-jumbo about that stuff. But when you're in the Oval Office, what do you see? When you're sitting in that seat of power, what do you see from the Oval Office? Well, when you look out one window, you see this massive phallic-like structure known as the Washington Monument, which is this, like I said, it's a phallic uh, structure. But, but they just didn't get that. They didn't get that from their hat. That was the phallic structure. That was the symbol for ancient mystery Babylon. And so when you're in the Oval Office and you look out the other window, you see this giant U.S. Capitol dome structure. And what that represents is mystery Babylon also, because the giant Capitol dome structure represents the goddess religion. It represents the womb of Semiramis, or Isis, uh, the female goddess. And the phallic-like structure, the Washington Monument, when you go to its, its basic core message behind the occult symbolism, you have, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but you have the phallic structure or the penis of uh, Nimrod, 
the head of ancient Babylon, which impregnates artificially the womb of Semiramis, which is exactly what happened in ancient Babylon. And I, I don't want to get into that. I explain that in my books, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2. And I open that up for you because that's what's driving this global New World Order. Now, they have decided to rebrand the New World Order. The globalist elite and the Luciferian elite have rebranded the New World Order. And they have changed the name of the New World Order into the Great Reset. So right now, we are seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled at hyperspeed as the New World Order is being transformed into the Great Reset. And the Great Reset will be the reformation of a one-world government, a one-world religion, and a one-world economic system. And why we know that this time that we live in is different than every other time is that this globalist system is being put together by the globalist elite who are also the Luciferian elite. Aldous Huxley was a Luciferian. His brother, Julian Huxley, head of the United Nations UNESCO program, Julian Huxley was a Luciferian. He was also, he, he, Julian Huxley also coined the term transhumanism, transhumanist or transhumanism. And Julian Huxley was one of the world's first humanists. And they planned and they met secretly, starting in the 1800s, they met secretly to create a society via euthanasia, genetic engineering, DNA modification. And their plan was to use science, DNA, and genetic modification to transform men and women by transforming their, their DNA and making them God-men or God-women. Now, this is written about in the Bible, and I explain it in detail in my books. You need to read it. The way it worked, and most of you know this, the way it worked was that the serpent of old was possessed by Lucifer or Satan. He seduced Eve by telling Eve, that if she ate from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, that her and Adam would become like gods. He actually said to them, you shall become as gods when you eat from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. Now, of course, that was a total lie. That was total spiritual deception. They did not become like gods. They became slaves. The human race became a fallen race. And that's why we need a Savior, Jesus Christ, because all of us are dying. None of us, in the long term, are going to be able to cheat death by genetic engineering, artificial DNA, and by artificially reconstructing uh, men and women through a merger of technology, genetics, and the artificial creation of a new man and a new woman. That is the, that's Lucifer's counterfeit of salvation in Christ through faith. So you and I have the privilege by God of living in the last days, and God did not leave us here on planet Earth 
alone. He did not leave us here for the wolves to devour us. Please hear me. If you're worried or concerned or distressed, let me tell you something prompted by the Holy Spirit. The Lord put this on my heart to tell you this right now. God did not place you in this earthly time zone. God did not place you at this time on planet Earth so that you could simply be devoured by ravenous wolves that will tear you to shreds and eat you alive. That is not your purpose and destiny. Now, that's what Satan and the fallen angels want to do. That's what the Luciferian elite want to do. They want to function like wolves and devour you. But when God looks down from heaven at your life and your children's life and the life of all of his children, when God looks down from heaven, God sees all of us through the blood of Jesus Christ, which means he sees us as pure and holy. And God Almighty loves us, and that's why he made salvation available to all of us through faith, so that we could experience salvation and be given the gift of eternal life. That's God's plan for us. And God, listen to me, please, God has no intention, and God will not allow his children to be devoured by Satan, the demons, the fallen angels, and the wolves, or the the wolves dressed in sheep's clothing. God will not allow that transgression. God will not allow that crime. So, I'm not saying that we're going to be immune from all temptation and tribulation. We will experience whatever degree of tribulation and temptation. But the bottom line is this. Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. And nothing, nothing in heaven or on earth, no fallen angel, no rebellious Lucifer, not the wicked, not the the globalist elite, not the Luciferian elite, none of these entities, none of those people who are wicked by choice will triumph in their plans to destroy the children of God. That's you and me. So when the enemy attempts to raise up his hand and destroy us, the greater one, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, the greater one, the power of the Holy Spirit power from on high, will rise up from within us. And as the power from the Holy Spirit rises up within us, the greater one, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, the greater one will take back from Satan and the fallen angels everything, everything that he has stolen from the children of Almighty God. And you are a joint heir with Jesus. You are destined to sit with Jesus next to his throne. You will be adjacent because you will be sitting on your throne, which is next to the throne of Jesus. So with that truth, I encourage you to run the race, but to run the race in the supernatural power and the supernatural anointing of Almighty God. Look what's happening in America and around the world right now. Pockets and explosions of revival are erupting all across America and all across the world. Now, I believe God is going to, if God's people pray and intercede, God is going to send us, if we repent and if we pray, and if we repent of our wicked ways, God is going to send us an authentic and a biblical revival. 
God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us and stand with me. I need your help with your donations, your contributions financially. I need your help in terms of praying with me and this ministry. And I need your help in spreading this word far and wide. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Mm-hmm.